friends, it's me, Katie Ann, and your host of the Full Confidence Head Podcast, where we go on a journey together tackling the fears of life from family relationships to finance, from careers to community. And today, we have a little bit of a different episode that I'm so thrilled to share with you. You know, in today's world, sometimes it's rare to find people supporting each other in their dreams, especially if it's business. And I have found not only one, not two, but three women who have come together in my life and have not only supported me throughout the years, but now we're coming together and making a business together. This is, it's just so different from what the world's offering you. And I am so honored to have each of them on. So I have on here, Lauren, Tewa, and Kendall. So Lauren, will you just give a little hello really quick to our audience? Hi, I'm Lauren. Perfect. We're so in. Tewa, can you just give a little shout out? Hello, everyone. I'm Tewa Ride. And Kendall. Hi, I'm Kendall Matson. We are so excited to have these three women. So we've come together to do something a little bit different in our lives. And we just want to talk about it because it's rare to have not only two women, but four women working together on a common goal and starting a business together. Like we're women in business. That's one thing that's unique. And then not only that, but we're women supporting women. And I just want to talk us through our journey and you're going to gain so much from these women like I have in my life. And I'm just thrilled to be able to share them with you and that you actually get to hear them today. So I just wanted to start off, Tabot, can you explain what is our business and and how did this even come about? Because you're kind of the vision founder of of all of us and have led us on this journey of collaboration with you. So Tewa, can you just explain a little bit to our audience? I'd love to. And Katie Ann, I want to replicate the feeling that it's an honor and privilege to work not only with you, but with Kendall and Lauren. I've known all of you in different ways throughout the years, but basically um, I've been a personal coach for young women who aspire to big dreams, such as becoming Miss America or performing on the Broadway stage or wanting to have a career in dance. So I have worked in many different facets of helping young people um, create a blueprint for their lives that will help them be able to visualize and actually become proactive in their dreams and goals. And that's where each of you came into my life. Each of you at a certain point (laughs) had a vision, a dream, and a goal that you wanted to achieve. And working closely to, with each of you was such, um, just, just opened my eyes to the, re, the remarkable generation that we have. And I knew at some point, I actually secretly was cataloging each of you along the way and for different specific <laughs> reasons, right? You didn't like, even know that. Please you don't catalog all my test scores no, no, everything. No, no. Like, um, hope it's only the good things you're cataloging. <laughs> and because of your unique, um, abilities, I knew that it was time for us to come together. So three things had to align. Um, It had to be the right message. It had to be the right time and it had to be the right people. And Mm. we have clicked on that. And so it's now a go. Pipe exists. Our company exists to inspire and empower individuals to become the best version of themselves personally and professionally. And I've talked about this amongst all of us, but basically I, I look at it as a masterclass, a masterclass of personal development professional development. And for me, professional development is just very simply growing the power within you and making yourself relevant, making yourself a contributor and making yourself valuable in whatever space you're in. 
It's so, I'm, we're so excited to share this because it's truly, everything she just said is applicable in your personal life, in your professional life. And this is hype. It's heightened your professional, your personal, whatever it is, experience. This is something that we get to share with you. So now you heard a little bit from Tewa. Before we really jump into our conversation, I also want Lauren and Kendall have an opportunity to introduce themselves a little bit. So Lauren, can you just give us a little bit of intro? I am in awe of her. I want to have her talk a little bit about this app that she's developing. She's a powerful businesswoman. So Lauren, just explain a little bit of your background. Oh, well, thank you. So I have a very entrepreneurship background. I come from an entrepreneurial family. And these days I'm developing an app to help business leaders get a really strong pulse on the health of their business so that they can make improvements, so that they can reach their own goals. And so that's taking up a lot of my time. I really love working with business leaders because at my core, I, I, I'm analytical. I'm a numbers girl, but I also love building and I get a lot of satisfaction in helping builders to build better. So that's kind of what I'm doing these days. I've done all sorts of things. I've I've done business coaching and I still do that actually with a variety of industries, a variety of companies. I've also done a lot of tech. I found myself in this big bad tech world, but I don't even know how to turn on my devices. So that's kind of an <laughs> so interesting. True. <laughs> so true, right? Um, and I've ultimately I just am trying to figure it out, but I've learned some really cool things along the way and I'm excited to share them. Yeah, she's pretty cool. But Lord, I have to know if you're a builder, were you one of those kids always with the Legos, like creating something? I tried and I never <laughs> got very far. But I do remember actually I have this vivid memory of like fixing something that my yeah. I think my mom broke it and she needed it yeah, fixed. Yeah. And so I thought, oh, oh, I'm a fixer. And so I put okay. up a sign in our office and I said, we fix everything but broken hearts. And I thought, oh, oh my so gosh. <laughs> And it didn't last long. But anyway, I love building. <laughs> I really want a sign that says that in my office. Actually, I love it. We, You know, someone told me the other day that the whole idea of entrepreneurship, sometimes we define it differently, but they said, it's a problem solver. And I was like, oh my gosh, that makes it so much more simple. And you're so right. An entrepreneur is a problem solver. And Lauren has so many insights that um, I'm just so excited that she has brought to this team and that is brought into hype. So just love Lauren and everything. And Kendall, I just want to have an opportunity for you to share a little bit. I met Kendall way back when in about, wow, how many, eight years ago or something. Mm-hmm. Um, she taught me how to walk in hills, everyone. That is an accomplishment. <laughs> <laughs> she has so many accomplishments, but man, teaching me to walk in hills, I'm putting that like on the top of her certificate list because <laughs> that was rough, man. <laughs> well, that's funny. We She's do go way teacher. back. Yeah, I mean- it's really quite amazing how our paths have recro- recrossed and mm-hmm. I just couldn't feel more grateful or appreciative to be kind of welcomed into the cruel girls club and like given an <laughs> opportunity to share all this like knowledge floating around in my head that I haven't had really much of, I mean, my kids don't really care if I want them to like learn how to interview or walk in heels. So, <laughs> you know, my, my little one-year-old baby girl, Scarlett, she's been very yeah. fascinated by my heels lately. So I'm like, okay, Ooh. we're getting there. I'm useful some at some point anyway. Um, Maybe she can crawl on them instead of just walk to start right? like start yeah. young, right? Yes. Kendall, very, Kendall very wait proud. until she tries on your crown. 
I can't wait. Oh, I haven't even had any of, oh, I haven't had either of my girls do that. Okay. That's going to be a pretty sweet moment. Oh, and but, for um, our listeners really quick, that is a big moment. Kendall was Miss Utah USA. So, oh yeah, she's got a pretty cool crown. <laughs> my kids just don't know how cool I am yet. Anyway, <laughs> um, before my life as a mom though, I, um, like Lauren, found myself in the tech industry and not because I'm tech savvy either. So I like giggled a little bit when you said that. I really can't turn on my computer. So um, I found myself on the marketing side of, of things though, planning events, um, collaborations with different vendors, um, vendor support, these types of things to really create a lot of um, community within organizations. And I really developed a passion for event planning. And I actually dabbled in my own company of event design. And mm-hmm. I really have a passion for it. I really loved it. But then kids came and priorities changed momentarily. But I do feel like with my background, my extensive background in pageantry, I mean, I was a competitor in pageantry for probably a, not quite a decade, Close. eight years. Yeah. And I mean, I really have been through the ringer as a performer and personally just kind of with pageantry, but it actually like was a, was a perfect segue into me pursuing other passions once that phase of my life kind of wrapped up with a right. pretty little crown. And um, I was amazed by how much of the skills I had learned were so applicable in pursuing my professional career. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that that women in the industry see that as a stepping stone to really mm-hmm. making their other dreams and goals come true. And I think Tewa really helped me define myself, who I was, what I wanted out of life. And, and then I put it in motion and I like put it to the test and I'm, 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 I'm certain the things that I was able to accomplish in my professional career were a direct result of some of the training I had received. And I cannot wait to then turn around and help share that with, with some of the individuals that will be teaching this masterclass too. Yeah, it's so incredible. I I loved how you said, I don't think a lot of people understand the application that can happen. And sometimes you need to be taught how to apply, but it is so a direct application with competitions and into your professional world. Mm -hmm. 100%. You're learning interview. You're learning how to conduct yourself on stage, how to brand yourself. And we're here for those core values. And that's actually where I want to start our discussion is I've noticed with, with you three incredible women that you work a little bit differently. And this is why I've decided to join with you three is because you work from the inside out rather than the outside in. And you work from your core values and that goes into a product rather than looking at a product and trying to replicate that inside of you. And I just want to discuss why, like, why do we even do that? What is a core value? How do you find those? And I just want this kind of bounce between the three of us, because I know each of you have so many insights about finding that core of who you are and expressing that from the inside out and having that be the most effective. Yeah, I'll jump in here, um, Katie Ann. For me, your core values are who you are from the inside out. They're your personal Mm -hmm. GPS and taking a personal dive or a personal inventory on who you are will help you um, develop the kind of energy you want to show up in the world with. Mm -hmm. And I can't define what 
a person's value system is, but I can help guide them to find out what matters most to them. Mm. And when you get into the business world, when you get into the professional world or whatever you're pursuing, it's so important to know yourself, to trust yourself because then you're not caught off guard. So you don't need a script in life. You don't, you're not um, easily offended. You're not taken off guard or off track because you are solidified in what matters most to you. And it's, it's just such a valuable tool to operate from. I love that. Um, you know, I, I really like what you said there too, is you're not dictating or telling people what their core values are, but you can help them on a journey, find that. And, and I believe that there's a quote I love that I'm going to quote wrong, but the essence of it is going to be there. So bear with me through this quote is, uh, we don't help people. We don't tell them what their voice is, but we give them a mic to amplify it. And I, it's just something beautiful and that process can happen. And Kendall or Lauren, do you want to jump in on that as well? Sure, I can. So I actually, in the professional world, coach businesses on creating core values all the time. So I've mm-hmm. gotten a, an inside peek at what it means to create corporate core values. And I think yeah. there's a lot of um, transfer. And what I've found is that when companies have core values and they're up on the wall, but they're not lived by, mm-hmm. it's worse than not having them at all. So Enron, one of their core values was actually integrity. And yet everyone knew that Enron was not a company that lived by those core values. Mm -hmm. And so what I always tell businesses is if you're going to choose them, live by them. And if you're a leader, you best live by them more often than not and admit where you fall short. And so I think the same applies personally. When we choose our core values and then we live by those, we gain this new sense of power. And I think that's what we're really excited about more than anything is helping people to identify their own unique. It's, it's like personal DNA. Everyone's list of core values is different, but to the extent that they lean into those, they gain the superpower and it's exciting. Mm-hmm. I have a question just off of what you're saying. That's so interesting about it's so much more important that someone lives. Like it's better not to have any core values than to have them on the wall and not be living them. But I want to know, and this can be Lauren and then it can jump to anyone else, but how do you take it from off the wall into your life? Because I know a lot of times, either in my personal or professional life, like, yeah, you do have those core values, that mission statement on the wall at work. Um, and also in my life, I've had my own mission statement, but how do I take that from off the wall into who I am? So for companies, I tell them to hire, fire and promote and reward based on their core values, because that's how you bake them into the DNA. You know, if you scare someone with someone with sincerity in the door saying, Mm -hmm. Hey, if you have these core values, you're going to thrive, you're going to be promoted and you're going to have a great experience here. And if you don't, then you're not going to love it here. In fact, you're going to hate it. Mm -hmm. And so I think similarly in our personal lives, when we use our core values as our our North Star, as our guiding focus, as our decision-making framework, when we come up to a hard decision that there are a lot of different options, we look at our core values and we assess accordingly, that's where the rubber hits the road. Mm -hmm. So I, I narrow it down to three questions, and I love what you said, Lauren. That's just, it goes hand in hand with this. But the three questions are, who are you? What do you want and why are you here? And you ask the average person, they're just going to give you a superficial answer because they haven't done the work to really establish what's meaningful in their life and really who they are. So before I go into any crucial conversation, before I go into 
a situation where I am going to be needing to be an influence or an impact. I own a dance studio. That's what I own. One of the things that um, was very important to me is I did that I wanted to do something different and I wanted to establish a value based dance studio. And that's almost mm-hmm. unheard of in the industry. But I was really it, it, it is. I'm like, I'm just gonna pop in on that. Yes. Having been a dancer and like having walked into your studio, her core values for our listeners, you walk into her studio, her studios aspire dance studio it's incredible seriously just walk in it sometime her core values are right on the wall and so just really listen to what taylor's saying because this is one of i i haven't seen that as as a dancer it's very rare so and it's inspiring yeah. when you walk into her space but sorry right. continue taylor. so I've, i made it a, a visual impact mm-hmm. um and then it's important that of course all of our teachers adopt that same philosophy that they're aligned in that and their our teaching methodology is about that also that we emulate that i have to be very very um mindful in all mm-hmm. of my interactions that i know who i am what i want and why i'm here so personally and professionally that matches for me and it's created an environment and a culture at a dance studio like no other where mm-hmm. people or the dancers feel safe they feel like mm-hmm. they can take risks they feel that Yes, they're going to receive corrections and yes, there's going to be a firmness, but it's never going to be a personal attack because that doesn't fit or align with our core values. So we have to do a lot of training because the dance world can be harsh and it can be harsh in comparison. It can be harsh in how you want to implement a certain technique or style or to be at your very, very best. It can be a really rough rehearsal, but we have to constantly be reminding ourselves of what matters most is that these dancers are not going to all become professional dancers. In fact, mm-hmm. odds are that they are not. But what they mm-hmm. can do is take what they learn from the dance studio and they could forelay it into every area of their life and be vibrant, wonderful human beings. And at the end of the day, that's what matters most. You know, that's really interesting because you're right that statistically speaking, like how many mm-hmm. people take dance and then how many actually go into the professional world, it's not the same However, the things that they take away from that experience, those core values that they learned going through dance is hard. Learning an instrument is hard. Like they're learning in, in the arts. It is difficult because it takes work and guiding their experience with core values will help them progress throughout their professional life. And Kendall, I just want to ask you too, because you've gone from the professional life into a personal life and yet you still guided your whole entire family with these core values. How how do you do that? I'm like, how do you do that? So I can be a mom like that. Like, that's just amazing. I, I watch you with your family. Um, and also I, I'm amazed how you take care of your daughter. It's, I, so I truly am so inspired by that, but how do you weave that into your, your personal life? So I've actually been thinking that this specific thing while Lauren and Tewa have been talking about how my core values haven't changed. Mm-hmm. in the last two decades, probably, maybe not quite that long. I'm not that old, but <laughs> I mean, seriously though, when I kind of went through this whole, um, rebranding process of myself through pageantry, I kind of found those like few, few words that really defined. And I felt like conveyed who I was and I've been hit with some pretty intense things through over the years, especially the last few. Um, I, but the one thing that's remained grounding and consistent 
are these core values of mine. And it, it means a lot to me that you have picked up on that because, um, it, I mean, it's just like I've the spectrum of life. I feel like I've kind of experienced in the last little while from pageantry to college to professional to like really taking a deep dive into my career to setting that aside to start a family and then not being really able to go back to it as soon as I thought I would because um, my daughter was given a lifelong diagnosis before she was born. And I had no idea how intense that that would be and how much of my time it would require to, to make sure she's thriving. I mean, you give up everything and anything for your child, but she specifically is, is, I mean, she's a very high maintenance little princess and I love her dearly, but <laughs> I mean, I, I don't I, think people yeah. understand like what that means too. Can you kind of explain, you said the yeah. other day, like how many coaches were coming over and I was I knew like taking care of her was difficult. And then you said how many people, yeah, how so many appointments. At, a, it was crazy. at one point in time, she had about 10 different specialists um, coming to our home to help her basically with every function of her daily life. Mm-hmm. Um, so things that just come so easy and naturally to most human beings, nothing was really coming naturally to this little girl other than just being engaged and sweet and wonderful and, and it was like managing a full-time schedule. I used to be an executive assistant, actually. And I, I feel like I'm kind of her executive assistant, like keeping track of her schedule, her feeding, like making sure she eats, goes to bed, stays on top of things, rescheduling. And, you know, I'm really thankful that I took the time when I did as a like a, a late teenager, early 20s to really define who I was as a person and what I wanted to do with the rest of not what I wanted to do with the rest of my life, but how I wanted to live the rest of my life, because I feel like I've been able to kind of hit some of these challenges and trials head on and not really back down from a challenge, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and I just really can't wait until we're able to do this for other individuals. I mean, I credit a lot of what, what I've been able to accomplish in my life to Tewa and the time I spent in the studio with her, working through all of this and figuring it out. And I really do believe that the strength and confidence I gained in a pageant experience mm-hmm. has changed me and made me more confident in handling some of the things that life has thrown at me. And I mean, I, I just can't wait to kind of help other individuals take something like a pageant and, and use it to kind of fuel the rest of their life at whatever may come at them. I think that was the most beautiful response of, I I think this is more than just a pageant that you've taken that in your life, but also a child with special needs. You've taken that and it's fueled the rest of your life. I've seen you do that in just about every single aspect of your life. Your, your experience as an executive assistant, you have changed into something that is truly life-changing. And I just honor that about you, Kendall, and just think the world of you. We're going to just pause for a moment and have a moment for our sponsors. And then we're going to come right back in and, Audience listeners, hang in there because I think at this point, you have understood these three women are truly incredible, value-bound, and we're going to keep talking about that when we're back from the break. I just wanted to pause and give a moment to our sponsors. Now, you guys, (laughs) I'm afraid of three things, and that's snakes, 
haunted houses and going over my budget. And Utah Money Mons has helped me calm my fear of going over my budget through their free webinars and downloadable materials. Last December, they actually had a webinar for panic procrastinators and it helped me stay in the budget and keep calm while I was getting all the gifts that I needed during the holiday season. They actually helped 86% of their followers create a financial goal. So head on over to utahmoneymoms.com or Utah Money Moms on Instagram to get your free financial confidence boost. Okay, we're back from our break now. Right before our break, we were just hearing from Kendall and about her experience with her, how she's turned her experience from her sweet girl with special needs, from pageantry, from an executive position into things that propel her professionally and personally into a greater life, into a growth zone. Um, And I kind of want to go through each of us a little bit and just talk about what if someone right now has no idea what their core values are? Because I know, I've, I think I've been there, you know, going around life and like, well, these friends say this is what a core value is and and not truly understanding like what is in me. Um, either your experience that you could share on that or just a way you know how to discover that core value. Because I think there's so many people out there. And if I'm talking to you today, I hope you're listening, that there's so many people that are lost and we want to make sure that you understand that it's within you. Like you truly have those values in you. Sometimes they just need to be discovered a little bit more. So I just want you each to kind of talk a little bit about that process of discovery, either something you found personally or professionally, how you help companies do that through this process of discovery. Well, I'll start on the personal. I -hmm. think that it definitely is a personal inventory and you have to really take the time and you have to deep dive and you have to really basically take a few days and map it out and figure it out. But most of our core values come from experiences and Mm -hmm. the hard things that we've had to overcome in life. Our greatest challenges, of course, when they reveal something that's powerful inside of us, we can learn and grow and gain from that. Usually what comes out from that is a strong core value or something that really has become distinguishable in your life, a defining moment. For me, that happened um, when I was bullied as a young child and um, moved to Utah from California. And my mother is full-blooded Native American, and my father is German, blue eyes, now white hair. He has blue eyes, but blonde hair, now white hair, and came to American Fork, Utah. And I did feel like a fish out of water. Literally, I felt like Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz when she stepped out into Oz and went like, oh, Toto, we're not in Kansas anymore. That was was, the perfect visual. I'm there with you. I'm there with you. I I was not in Kansas anymore. The little wicked witches of the West bullying you. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Well, and it was, it was, it was a hard transition to, um, to be a part of a community that I really was feeling like I was being judged on things that were out mm-hmm. of my control. I can't mm-hmm. change the color of my skin. I can't change the color of my hair, the shape of my eyes, I, the pigment, all of those things were out of my control. But what I could control was recognizing my uniqueness and celebrating it. So at a really young age, I had to stand up to the bully. And um, without going into too much detail, I literally nougated her hair to death, and I was able to. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so mad. It's like little Tawa, and now I'm like red shoes because you were a dirty. It was like at the playground, meet me at the flagpole kind of experience. (laughs) And I remember laying in bed that night and telling myself, "You did it. You Mm. stood up for yourself, and that will never ever happen again." you will always find the courage to be who you are. 
And mm. that for me established a core value that I didn't even realize I was living by until I started doing this work. And I started doing the research. And you have to remember, guys, I did not grow up with social media and um, material and access to information at my fingertips. I had to really study this out. I read a lot of books. Um, I read a lot of opinions and newspapers. I was that girl who was always seeking and learning and wanting to, to really figure out who I was because I knew I needed that for my mere survival, especially if I was mm -hmm. going to stay in this area, go to school at BYU and be a part of all of that. And so what actually happened is that these core values became stepping stones into my own personal greatness and my power and became my calling card. So if there was a part or an audition for someone who needed, who was ethnic or diverse, I was your girl. So I learned to use it as a, as a value for me and mm. celebrated that. And it got me into so many different opportunities and open doors for me and um, helped me stand out. So that's basically where it begins is you have to take a look at the experiences in your life that have shaped and molded you. And you have to be able to forelay that and be able to uh, make a, basically map it out of what's important to you and you, because mm -hmm. a lot of things are important to us, but I am not a believer in the, in having 20 core values. Um, my formula and the way that I work is I bring it down to about six mm -hmm. and because that's doable, that's, I can live by six core values and then you can umbrella many other values under that main core value. But that's where it starts for me is from personal experiences and challenges. I think that's a beautiful place to start because anyone can do that, right? Because we've all had experiences. I'm I'm going to assume that everyone's had some very difficult negative experiences in their life. But core values can come out of positive ones too. Absolutely. But sometimes, yeah, right? Um, but sometimes some of the most powerful ones come out of difficult things. Um, and looking back on your life can help you go through and establish those. And that's something that literally everyone can do. If you're feeling lost, go back and think through those happy, those sad. Yeah. So um, Taylor kind of brought me to kind of my answer, if it's okay, if I share now, because it's kind of like right at the tip of my tongue. But um, I remember in my 20s kind of going through this like self-discovery period of the direction my life was headed and like some of the things and the people it just like didn't resonate with my core values it really didn't sit right I just kind of felt like I was kind of in this like I call it a midlife crisis but I was in my 20s but just kind of this like awakening and rediscovery and like realigning my core values with like everything else going on in my life and what happened in that moment was I started making a mental list of the people in my life who had mentored me and why, why I felt so connected to them and inspired by them. And what was it about them that touched me in a way that I could never shake or forget. And I started looking toward this list of people, both personally and professionally. And I started to re-remember re-remember, remember what it was about me that I wanted to like recommit myself to with when, when it came to my core values. And it was really kind of a unique um, exercise in, in making sure that my core values were rock solid and that they really were the stepping stones that I wanted to utilize as I moved forward and kind of switched gears in my life. But I think that 
invent that personal inventory we've been talking about sometimes can be a little fuzzy because you're not really in a place where you're your most authentic self or you're not really in a place where you're wanting to be vulnerable enough to really dive deep and figure out where, where what needs work, what's working and like who you really are. And I feel like that's okay. That's okay to be in that position and, and then sort of choose those people in your life that exemplify those core values that you want to, to want to align or realign yourself with. And I feel like that was a pivotal moment in my, my twenties that really kind of, helped me reassess everything and anything that was going on in my life and recommit, realign and move forward in such a positive direction that really resonated wholly and completely. And it, it was, it was quite an experience to go through. And I really do believe that that particular moment was very defining and helped me tackle what life was going to throw at me. I mean, I had no idea some of the experiences I would be faced with, with infertility. I have had multiple miscarriages with um, having a special needs daughter and with her, her life, not, not really knowing what the, like the, the outcome of her situation would be. And I'm really grateful. I kind of had that midlife crisis really early on in life because I, I really think that I needed to go through that in order to be really ready to tackle what was next. I I love that you said that. I love that too. And I would say Kendall, you know, just as I'm listening to you and observing you and listening to that story, I, I think the core values were already so deeply embedded. It was a recalibration. Mm -hmm. So, yes. and, and you knew that you were slight, you weren't living authentically aligned yeah. to them and that's because they were there, off. right? Yeah. That, and they were there. So I think that's important to remember in that process. Yeah. I love that you jumped in on that too. Cause I think that's so true. I, I, I'm of a belief that you, we all have these core values at a pretty young age. You can you have them, you develop them and you can always change them throughout your life. You can develop in, you can create them too, but I like that recalibration um, instead of just discovery, because I hope everyone listening knows that you, you do have those values within you and whatever word you use that uncovering discovery, recalibration, um, they're there and you can find them. And these are, I love how we're giving a couple different tactics. And then Lauren, I want you to pitch in on your tactics too. Cause we have that Tiwa talked about her, her in that introspection. Then Kendall talked about looking at others and Lauren, what are your thoughts on this? So like Kendall said, when I go, when I work with companies, we go through a similar exercise actually, and then Kendall unknowingly did that, but wow, <laughs> I know crazy, but I ask the leaders to jot down their favorite people. I say, mm-hmm. if you could clone a thousand of these people, who, who would they be and what do they bring to the table? What are their mm-hmm. unique set of attributes? And, and we get this big list and then we play some keep, kill, combine and we narrow it down and we wordsmith it. And then I ask them to go away and create this speech. And the speech needs to be riveting and it needs to include an example or an anecdote or a quote supporting each of the core values because that's when they really come to life. Like it's one thing to say our core values are hungry, humble, smart, loyal, passionate. It's another thing to explain what hungry actually means. It means coming late or 
coming early, staying late. It means getting the job done at all costs. It means being unconventional in the way you problem solve, that type of thing. So as an example for myself, one of my core values is jour de vie. It's a French phrase, and, it, and to me it means like sucking the marrow out of the bones of life, like really enjoying, really digging deep because we only get one life. And so the quote that supports the jour de vie for me is the Mary Oliver quote, tell me what it is you plan to do with your one and one wild and precious life. And it just speaks to the precious nature of life. And so this quote got me into some really great situations and out of some bad ones. I actually left a marriage because it, it wasn't what I wanted out of life. It was my one wild and precious life. I couldn't spend there. It didn't feel right. It wasn't authentic and it wasn't what my soul needed. And similarly, I've found a job that I love. I've actually created it for myself because I have a one wild and precious life and I want to live it and I want to have ultimate flexibility, but also create ultimate impact. And that's because I have one wild and precious life. So all to say that once we have a core value, everything we do and don't do is a result of that core value. And we live more authentic and more intentional lives. Mm. I love actually that you said that as you were kind of telling your story, this imagery came across me of, I feel like core values are like glasses of sure you can live life. Well, okay. Well, some people can't, I I've got somewhat poor vision. And so, yeah, I can get by in my day if I don't wear glasses or contacts. But as soon as I put those glasses or contacts on, I realized how much I was missing and how much clearer and easier life is to get through and to do with those glasses on. So sure. You can go throughout life without core values. Sure. But like you said, that beautiful, precious wildlife we have, why not make your life so much more easy, clear, beautiful, crisp, and the details that come with glasses in your life sometimes are so, for me, I can see enhanced color because I have a bit of a stigmatism and whatnot. And I'm like, oh, whoa, that was nice. Or I can actually read the words on the board. You know, that adds so much value to my own life. And that's what I feel like core values do for each one of us. And um, that's why we're really here to, to have our workshops. We're helping you find your core values within yourself and then bringing them out into branding, into how you position your body in an interview so you have maximum impact into your personal and professional life. And that's really what hype is. And we're going to hang in with us. I want to ask our last question that we always ask our podcast guest here. And then we're going to tell you how you can follow hype and, and get involved with our workshop. So you can get just more of this precious information that you heard today, but on the podcast. So Tewa, Lauren and Kendall, you'll each get to answer this just in a quick statement, but on the podcast, we always ask our guests here to answer one question. And that is what is one piece of advice you'd give your younger self to boost your confidence. So just kind of think for a second of a, of a short little something that you would tell your younger self. And let's just go Tewa, then Lauren, then Kendall in that order. So Tewa, go ahead. Oh, I think it all goes back to the immortal words of Miley Cyrus. <laughs> it's all about the yes. climb. It's all about the climb. <sighs> um, I would tell myself that the journey is the destination. Mm -hmm. And to not be afraid of the rock fall or the rocky terrain or the path that isn't paved perfectly. Um, each one of those obstacles are there to reveal something important about yourself so that you can connect deeper to yourself, so that you can connect to others. 
I love that. Um, and you've taught me that. I've been connected with Tuya also for many years, about a decade. And um, I get a little bit emotional just having her show me what that that is about the journey uh, and not the product. And that has blessed my life increasingly. So Thanks. Lauren, what about you? What's one piece of advice you would give your younger self? I would say to be big in a world that wants us to be small and to fit in and to be, you know, to fit in the little corner and to be like everyone else. I remember when I was 12, I dressed up for Halloween and my dad dropped me off at school and he said, oh, no, 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 no one else in this whole school is dressed up. Let me take you home. You're going to embarrass yourself around your entire middle school. And I waltzed in that day and I was confident. And then somewhere along my teenage years, I lost that confidence and I wanted to fit in and I didn't want to stand out. The idea of wearing green striped uh, green striped leggings and a witch hat was horrible to me because I just wanted to fit in and be small. And then the minute that I started realizing that I have unique gifts and talents and abilities and perspectives that I can share with the world, then I started to grow. And then I started to be able to impact other lives again. And I, I wish I could have done that sooner. And I'm excited that I'm doing it now. And I'm excited to help other people to be able to live more authentically and be proud of their uniqueness. Mm, that's so beautiful. And you you have very successfully done with that with businesses and are now, we're just honored that you're doing that with each of us individually. I We're just so grateful for you. And Kendall, what about you? What's one piece of advice you'd give your younger self? Uh, similar to Lawrence, but it's, the only, it would be like the only opinion that matters is of you. The only opinion of you that matters is yours. I think I've wasted a lot of time and energy worrying about other people's opinions of me. And I think had I just really owned myself and who I was all through every year of my life and every experience, I, th I think it would have made every experience a little better. And I think I've come to realize, realize that through the years, but had I gotten to that realization a lot sooner, I think it would have been a, a little more helpful. And it's similar to Lauren's like never dull your sparkle. I sometimes found myself downplaying or, or, or um, minimizing myself in order to make other people feel bigger or better. And it was just silly. Um, and I think always buy the shoes is probably something I would have shared with my younger self. She lives by that. Because for some reason, I feel like there's nothing you can't accomplish in this world without a lot of hard work and a really great pair of shoes. And I'm just, I'm glad I finally figured that out. My husband, not so much, but I, I, oh, love, I love that. I, I live by that. I love that. I love that too. I feel you're you're living Cinderella in that sense with all your mm -hmm. shoes. Okay, Katie, oh. it's your turn. What would oh, you one tell piece your of advice? Self? Yes, you know that's a really good question. Um, I would tell my younger self, in the midst of so much that you're you're thinking of what hair you should do or what clothes you should wear, I would say, stop looking in the mirror and look out the window. Um, I think too often I was trying to find confidence by working on myself when a lot of times confidence comes from looking and working with other people. And that my, one of my core values is collaboration and 
that is the driving force for my confidence because as you collaborate, you understand that you you have to understand that you bring value to the table. Then you understand that you also can learn so much from other people. And if I had discovered that a little bit at a younger age, I loved people, but understanding that they brought more value than I had anticipated in my life, I just can't even imagine how rich my life would be. It is rich right now. I it, Not that it isn't, but if I could tell my younger self that right now, I would... I would say stop looking in the mirror and start start looking out that window. Um, and I'm, I'm grateful that I'm discovering that now. And I get to see a window into each of your lives because truly each of you have touched me in a certain way. And now I'm thankful that I get to follow my core value and collaborate with these three incredible women on Hype where we're doing workshops, helping you find the very best version of yourself, pulling out those core values to apply in your personal life and in your professional life. So make sure to connect with us on, we have an Instagram account, we have a TikTok. And so our Instagram account is at hype and that's H-Y-P-E underscore professional underscore development. And that's where we are going to post what workshops we're doing and sign up links are always in our bio. So you can make sure that you're participating in those. We have a workshop coming off on November 5th. There'll be more workshops to come, but please connect with us on our social media. That's where you're going to find all of our content as well as our TikTok, which is at hype again, H-Y-P-E underscore workshops. So we have our Instagram, we have our TikTok, um, hype. If you search hype, you're going to start seeing our content pop up with the SEO. So search hype, but those are our specific handles. I'm going to say it one more time. Instagram is at hype, H-Y-P-E underscore professional underscore development. And TikTok is at hype underscore workshops. And we are just so grateful that the three of you have come on. Oh man, I'm going to get emotional because I'm just grateful for what you bring to the table and who you are and what you teach me. So thank you so much for joining us here on the podcast. Our pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. I think a lot of times the feeling of fear comes from a lack of control in our lives. And our sponsor, PowerPay, is offering a money master course that's normally $40 for free to all Full Confidence Ahead podcast listeners so you can take control of your finances this year. The course is video-based and gives you real-life money smarts. So to claim your course, go to extensioncourses.usu.edu slash Pal, which is K-A-T-I-E-A-N-N-P-O-W-E-L-L, and it'll automatically add the money master course to your cart and you just click check out and you'll get it for free. You can also access your course by going to extensioncourses.usu.edu and finding the money master course under the finance category, then using the code KATIEANN, K-A-T-I-E-A-N-N, with no spaces, to claim your $40 discount and free course at checkout. So let's master our money together. Thanks for listening in on the Full Confidence Ahead podcast. Weekly on Tuesdays, we'll continue our journey of confidence together through new interviews and insights. Make sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on the latest conversations and confidence boosts. And by the way, you got this because you deserve to live life full confidence ahead. See you next week.